The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, December 1st. I'm Don Ware. It is already December. Remember, we started this podcast for this back on July the 18th, and it's already December. We're coming upon the SWAT Championship game on Saturday in Jackson, Mississippi, between Jackson State and Southern. But on today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast, you know, it's that time of year, and I'm in a giving mood, so I'm going to give my grades to all of the HBCU football teams today. We're going to start with the SIAC, and we've done this for many, many years here on uh, Botch to Row. So as we always do, we're going to do this in alphabetical order, and we're going to start with Albany State, who was 7-3 and three on the season. Gabe Gardenia completed the season. He's now the head football coach at Charleston Southern where he was once he was an assistant coach and I believe he was the offensive coordinator. But Albany State had a had a pretty a pretty good season. Quarterback Deontay Bano, I think Banu, I should say. I mean, I think I I think maybe a little bit more was expected from him and he did some good things. I mean, he completed about 50% of his passes. You know, close to 1,230 yards, eight touchdowns, four interceptions on the season. But the offense wasn't great. And see, the difference last year, when you look at that Albany State team last year, it was an Albany State team that had six shutouts on the season. So the de- the the offense, I think, was decent. And the defense was good, but not dominant. It wasn't a dominant defense like we saw the year before. So where the offense could have been maybe a little bit, it could have been okay. And the defense was dominant. It would have been a, went a little bit further, but you look at key losses on the season to Benedict, um, also to Fort Valley state and uh, Albany state out of postseason this year, out of the SIAC championship, didn't get to defend their championship. Uh, overall, I thought a, a, a good season. I gave Albany State a B minus. Allen was one and eight on the season. Um, you know, got some pretty good quarterback play. Eleven touchdowns to three interceptions on the season, using a couple of quarterbacks, primarily two quarterbacks. The defense, however, gave up 381 yards uh, per game. I think one of the bright spots was running back Bo Harrington. 734 yards rushing. He had four touchdowns uh, on the season, but Allen uh, only won one football game. It was a struggle, but I'm going to tell you, man, I think this is maybe an Allen football team that, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Uh, But, you know, one and eight on the season, I gave Allen an F. Benedict on the season, 11 and one. So you're talking about a Benedict team that ran the table, during the regular season, 
won the SIAC championship game. And remember, this is Chennis Berry's third season as the head coach, second on the field. Last year, Benedict went 5-5 five and five after the 2019 season. I don't think Benedict even won a football game if it won one football game, maybe. The quarterback, the primary quarterback was Eric Phoenix, completed 64% of his passes, 2,025 yards, 15 touchdowns to six interceptions. He was solid, but that defense was really, really good. And the defensive player of the year, defensive lineman, Lubert uh, Denilis, and check this out, 14 sacks on the season, 21 tackles for loss, four fumble recoveries, three forced fumbles, had 51 tackles, 38 of those solo to lead a dominating defense. Yeah, Benedict couldn't get it done in the playoffs, which I think, I, mean, I don't want to use the word disappointing. I mean, it was a bit of a surprise, but I think Chenisberry knows what it takes in the playoffs, and he's going to be right back there next year. I gave Benedict an A. Central State, 3-7 and seven on the season. No running game to speak of for the Marauders. Uh, the quarterback, Brandon Kyles, completed 59% of his passes. He had 15 touchdowns to eight interceptions. And, you know, the, the, the Central State, you know, started the season out decent. Remember that win in the Pro Football Hall of Fame game against Winston-Salem State. But it just didn't go as well as Central State would have liked. Now, a couple of decent wins, three wins on the season. I gave the Marauders a D minus. Clark Atlanta on the season, three and seven. You look at running back Daquan Kinsey, 824 yards, rushing 5.2 yards per carry. Quarterback play was average and the defense wasn't good at all this year. I mean, you're giving up 400 yards of uh, of offense per game you're just not going to be able to get it done uh, in that manner giving up 33.8 uh, points per game um, as well just not a good season for Clark Atlanta I gave the Panthers also a D minus Edward Waters was five and six on the season so the Tigers lost six of their first seven games had a chance to see them play against uh, A&T, which was an uphill battle for them, losing 45-7, to but they showed me some grit in that game. And then ultimately, the Tigers went on to win their last four ball games. So on a four-game winning streak to close out the season going into 2023. Solid running game, a decent passing game for Edward Waters. And I like where Edward Waters is right now, moving into full-time in the SIAC on ne- next year. I gave the Tigers a C minus Fort Valley state on the season was eight and two. Uh, so you look at Fort Valley state losses to Benedict and Savannah state, a big win in that fountain city classic over Albany state was an, was an opportunity maybe for Fort Valley state to, um, see some postseason play, but ultimately did not happen for the wildcats solid against the run. And, um, you know, the offense was 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 good because of running back Emmanuel Wilson. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. I think he's one of the top five running backs in all of HBCU football. Um, you look at his numbers, 1,371 yards rushing, 6.6 yards per carry. He had 17 t- rushing touchdowns. He also had three receiving touchdowns 
on the season. Then you look at the quarterback, Kelvin Durham, completed 61% of his passes, 16 touchdowns to four interceptions, almost 2,000 yards passing. Then he had 258 yards rushing with three touchdowns. He was first team all SIAC. That was a good Fort Valley State team, as good as you can get without winning a championship. And with two losses, I gave Fort Valley State a B. Kentucky State, four and six on the season. Had some decent wins. And the thing about Kentucky State with about three or four games remaining, still was in the hunt for the Eastern Division crown. But I mean, you you know, I mean, I'm sorry, the West, the Western Division crown. But it was just going to be an uphill battle. Tuskegee was playing so well. Um, you know, but I give Kentucky State a little bit of credit. Now, I wrote a grade down, but I didn't really give one because it was a D or C minus for Kentucky State. I probably would give the Thoroughbreds probably a D. Um, you know, they had some decent wins, but uh, not enough. So I gave the Thoroughbreds, I'm going to go with the D grade, but you could have easily gone with a C minus. Lane was five and five. On the season, uh, good mix in terms of the offense, of in terms of running uh, and uh, passing the football. Quarterback Michael Huntley completed 62% of his passes, 16 touchdowns to seven interceptions, threw for close to 1,700 yards. Um, you know, Lane dropped some games that, you know, Lane was in the mix down the stretch too. Just couldn't pull it out. You know, a respectable, I think, five and five season, but probably should have been better, especially the way Lane started the season and the win against Tennessee State. Now, I realize Tennessee State wasn't great. Still, you know, I thought Lane could have probably done a little bit better. I gave Lane a C minus. And by the way, wide receiver Jaquez Jones, a beast. 50 receptions, 190, or um, excuse me, 917 yards, 11 touchdowns, averaged 8.3 yards per catch. And then defensive line lineman Andrew Farmer, another first-team All-SIAC guy, 23-and-a-half tackles for loss, five sacks, 58 tackles. So some good players, decent play. I gave Lane a C-. Let's keep it moving. Miles, 1-9 and on the season, no offense, beat Central State, lost to Tuskegee, played a, the game of its season, but lost in overtime. Miles didn't have a good season. I gave Miles an F. Morehouse one and nine. Coach Rich Freeman just didn't have a lot to work with. He and uh, Clark Atlanta parted ways. No offense, no defense. Morehouse gets an F on the season. Um, Savannah State was five and five. A little bit more expectations, I think, for the Tigers. Um, and and uh, didn't live quite up to the expectations, although had some decent wins, particularly down the stretch. I gave Savannah State a C minus. And finally, Tuskegee was 8-3 and three on the season. Reginald Ruffin's first year. He's an excellent coach. Goes from Miles to Tuskegee. Tuskegee rises up. Miles falls back. Tuskegee was in that SIAC championship game. The defense was a bit of an issue this year. Um, but the running back, Torrin Taylor, first team all SIAC, 804 yards rushing, 6.4 yards per carry. He had eight touchdowns. Quarterback Bryson Williams, 58% of his passes completed for over 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns to six interceptions. Solid quarterback, and then he had a really good wide receiver in Antonio Meeks, 
31 receptions, 692 yards, six touchdowns, averaged 23.3 yards per uh, catch. Meeks is a freshman. Also, um, I thought Tuskegee had a really, really good season. Really, really good season. And I gave the Golden Tigers a B. Your thoughts. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. We're going to preview all four of the conferences and some other of the teams as we go uh, through the week uh, on Box to Row and on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where you can find us on our website at BoxToRow.com, also iHeartMedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, as well as you can watch us on the Box to Row YouTube page. We're previewing, previewing tomorrow the HBCU National Game of the Week between Southern and Jackson State in the SWAC Championship game. Talk with you then.